the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. What's going on? What's up, RP? How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Down everywhere. Is, is no, it's just down to a three. I mean, it's going to. It's, it's kind of not going exactly how I expected, but I expected two to two two after four. So it's down to a best of three with our squad, and then, you know we got the rest of the other series. We'll try to knock this out in an hour. I know you got you, you got your thing you got 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 going on at nine, but look forward to the discussion. It was a little disappointing to see us lose both the games three and four. Yeah. Uh, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I thought about it at the same time. And I think I said this on the hockey show before. I, I really believe that uh, sometimes home ice could be, or uh, home ice or home court, but home ice in this particular sense could be a little bit overrated because I'm watching the playoffs, RP, and a lot of the teams on, on the road this playoff season are winning on the road, it seems, just as much as at home. So how much stock yeah. do we really put into home ice? I'm looking at out west. Vegas goes to Winnipeg. They win two out there. Uh, Minnesota, they split one and one with uh, Dallas. Uh, Edmonton and, and LA, same thing. They split in between home and road. So I mean, and then Toronto went down to Tampa, and 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 yeah, it took, nice took you know. So I mean, how much could we really? You know, I don't. I, I think this is a really old adage, man. To be honest with you, I think it's most important for Game Seven, so hasn't worked that well for Toronto, but, uh, you know, when, when you, when you, in a, in a best of seven and you get to that game seven, I think teams feel that's really where that edge is because that seventh game is so much harder to win on the road. So the Rangers did that last year. So well, I agree with we, what you're saying. I, I think, you know, it's it, like the Rangers series just, their power play has cost them at least one out of two wins. You know, you can't go, you can't do as well as you did at the Rock and then come home. And I know this other goalie came in that, but, but at the end of the day, the Rangers were 0 for 8 or 0 for 9 in two games on the power play. And that that's the turning factor. We always talk about how important special teams are. doesn't matter if you're at home or away, power play is huge. Penalty killing is huge. And the Rangers' special team power play let them down these two games. You know, you get one power play going in game three and you win the game before all the time. It, it sounds simple, but it really is. It was a tight 1-1 game, and you go 0 for 5 on the, with the man advantage. That's, that's a huge kick in the ass. So home away, I don't know if it's as important. I, I Like I said, I think in, in game sevens and all, it's really should be more of a relevant situation. But right now in the first round, with how close all these teams were, remember the we were talking about in the West, how close every team was, and even in the East, it doesn't matter. These teams can win on the road. They bond better on the road. They play better. There's less pressure on the road. So I, I think that's why you're seeing so many uh, road wins by these teams so far. 
Yeah, I think it's a little deeper than that. I think a lot of these players in this generation are so used to traveling. I don't think this shit phases them. So it really comes down to like to what you're saying. It's about execution. I mean, you looked at it like you said last year. We'll bring the guys on. We'll get them on. But it's like um, you know, like you said, like when we beat Pittsburgh uh, at home and then Carolina on the road on a game seven. Mm-hmm. Listen, you could go back years ago when we were better on the road with the Derek Broussard teams. I remember putting up so many goals on the road. Uh, in Tampa Bay and laying eggs in game five and game seven at home. And that was like eight years ago or whatever that was. Um, All right. When the Rangers played the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, I, I, I was just trying to get to the point. I, I'm not panicking. It really comes down to execution no. for me, I think. I think that home ice thing, especially hockey, is – I don't think I don't. I think this is slightly overrated by fans in, in the media. I think they make that too much of a big of a deal. But let's talk about it because I really wanted to get everybody's thoughts. Let's bring on Carl, Glenn, Lou. Say hello to everybody. Hey, Carl, say hello. Uh, how you doing, sir? What's up? Just bring good it on evening, gentlemen. Happy. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy to happy to talk with you guys again this week. And I do have some numbers on that home and road split uh, so far in the postseason. I guess I can either tell you now, or we can just come back around and discuss it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Hold, hold hold that thought. We'll come right back to you, and because I would love to okay. hear the, the official data. The official data. Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing? Say hello to the people real quick. Okay, it's not Glenn. Let's see. Let's go to Scott. Scott, say hello to the people, Scott. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How is everyone other than uh, – is everybody as terrified as I am? No. No, I'm good. No, no I'm okay. good. I good. think this is a six-game series anyway. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, – you know, had it not, you know, two two before the series started, and if you asked me if it, if I was ha- if I would be happy if it was two two, and I would say yes. Uh, just I I hate losing two games in a row, uh, and you know, it, me every single loss, like I feel I'm just crushed the next day. Um, you know, I don't like losing any games in the playoffs. Very right, right. Yeah, hold on, Lou. What up, man? How you doing? Say hello to the people's group. How you doing, man? Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Shout out to Lou. Home field is very overrated in, in the playoffs. I mean, I'll put it this way. The Rangers Devil Series is going exactly as I expected. Well, naturally, I thought maybe they were going to go home ice. But other than that, it's not exactly as I thought. This game is going to go seven, no matter what anybody thinks. Because these two know each other. They can't stand each other. And it's going to be a bloodbath right through all the way through. All right. Shout out to Lou. We'll go back around and get thoughts. Uh, RP, you can lead us off of that. I know Carl's going to give us his thoughts as long as with the home and road stats for RP. I mean, when I looked at game four in particular, I mean, they took advantage of that Jack Hughes, man. I mean, it took one mental lapse, and the, and the Devils jumped on us, and they their speed is, is impeccable. And that's what I kind of see, and along with what you're saying as far as the lack of the special teams. And, and I'm with Lou. I'm not, I'm, not exact, I'm not exactly on the same page as Lou as far as Two two. I'm just. I'm kind of more. I'm not. Even, I shouldn't even be surprised. Two rollins for each team is kind of. That's a little surprising, not shocking, but you know, I'm. I'm just saying to the point. I'm not shocked that teams go on the road and meet people making a big deal. Oh man, they made a, a rolling. I. I think we're past that part in how we look at sports. But go ahead, RP, your thoughts, yeah. and then lead the conversation. We we'll go to Carl. I'll go on mute. And if you're not speaking, go on mute. If you're not speaking, go on mute. If, uh, you know, 
the reality of it is the Devils were a good hockey team. I think everyone's taking it a little for granted, especially after they took two uh, at the Rock. But, you know, the, the Coach Galan today and, and last night, you know, he came out and he ripped the boys and, and he deserved it. You know, we put a lot of the, the the emphasis that the top six guys aren't doing their job, aren't scoring. Um, you know, you, you come in and you get that, that tying goal by Trocek, and, and then Chesterkin just sets in a shit goal. I, I don't care what anyone says. In, in the playoffs, you, you must make that save. He has to keep them off the board there and, and give the Rangers an opportunity to, for them to get the 2-1 lead. And, you know, to me, that, that was more of a killer than anything that happened in, in game three. That that was a 1-1 game. I don't think that we got to enjoy the being tied up and the Devils at it again. So these are things that they have to figure out, you know. Uh, maybe you change up the power play. Maybe you get Tarasenko on the first power play unit. Granted, we did well the first two games, but the second two games we haven't done much. And in this day and age, coaches need to adapt on a fly. You can't keep waiting and waiting and waiting because then before you know it, you're losing. So I, I just think the Rangers have to go play the guys that are, are, are going to put the puck in the net. If you got to change the power play unit up, that would probably be the only real change you could see the team making. Um, and, you know, when guys like Zimbanejad and Panarin, they, they need to find their, their goal game now. You know, Kreider's been doing his thing, and Fox has been doing pretty well getting points. I, I think overall the defense has a shock. I mean, Chesterkin's only given up, what, Six goals in four games, and he's two and two, which is Henrik Lundqvist's kind of uh, numbers. But you know that that's range of hockey too. But you know, going from on Thursday night, they get an extra day off, take advantage of it, try to get that W, and then try to take care of business on Saturday night. If we could go to Carl, uh, Carl, you want to um, give us your thoughts and uh, you know the stats, and then your thoughts on uh, the last couple of games. Yeah, let me yeah let me start with kind of following up with with what RP said because this this has sort of chapped me the last day or so. Um, I feel as if the fan, there's a certain percentage of the fans and maybe even some of the media that extrapolated a little bit too much out of the first two games of that series and sort of got the impression that the Devils were basically trash. Uh, you know, the Devils were the third best team in the league points-wise in the league. You had to expect that there was going to be a, a high level of response to what happened in, in at the Rock the first two games of the series. If you thought that that wasn't going to happen, then that's, a, that's, a, that's an individual situation. Um, someone asked me before game three, I, they were like, hey, what do, you, what do you think about this game? I said, I would expect the Devils are going to provide their most resistance tonight because they have no other option. And as it turned out, that was a back-and-forth game that could have gone either in either direction. It just so happened the Rangers were on the wrong side of it. And then last night's game was pretty much, I, I don't think the Devils significantly better. Um, I did think, you know, offensively on both sides, both teams are pretty much awful. So <laughs> the, only, the only difference was is that one you know, breakaway chance when the Rangers looked like they were actually going to score yeah. on that particular situation that just the, you know, the, the puck, some, you know, goes in the opposite direction. All of a sudden, the best player on both teams just happens to be running free down the other end, puts it in, and essentially that's just pretty much what the game was about. So from that standpoint, you know, there's that. Now, the other aspect, too, 
you know, I, as I've gone into the lab, just kind of taking a look at just, you know, some of the numbers, you know, both teams pretty much have been kept to the outside during this series. Uh, I'm looking at the Devils' numbers, and just over 65% of their shots in this series have been low percentage. Uh, the Rangers have been just around 57%. So both teams are not really generating significant offense on either side. You know, you had the Rangers get their power play goals in the first two games, and since I think they went 4 for 7, they've gone 0 for 11. That counted game, you know, the last couple minutes of game two. But, you know, if, if they get the power play goals in the, in, in, the second, in the third game at home, where they went 0 for 5 and had a number of spectacular opportunities, they just didn't go in. But that's kind of the yeah. – that's sort of the, the, the power play thing, right? You're going to – there's going to be times when you're going to have a very good run, and then there are going to be times when you're just going to go cold. That's just, that's just how it is. Unfortunately, nobody's going to go 40%. It's just, not, it's just not going to be that way. You would like it to be, but unfortunately, it's just not that way. And the Rangers are on the, on the opposite end of that right now certain players not playing as well as you would think that they should. But both of these teams are pretty much evenly matched teams. Both, there's a lot of high-level talent on both sides. I thought yeah. there was a depth issue during the first game of the series. Mm-hmm. But when you've got two of the five best teams in the league essentially playing each other, you know, this is kind of what the result is going to be. You know, to the point that Arthur and, you got, and Steve, you were making about home teams, um, in the postseason so far, there have been 32 games. The 33rd one's going on right now. The home team is 12-20. and 20. And wow. up until midnight last night, if you stayed up for wow. that, the home, team, the home team was 0 for their last 11. Throughout the whole league, nobody I is winning you. at home. So That's crazy. For, once you factor that in, and then, and part of the reason for that is not necessarily, I don't, now here's the thing, I don't necessarily believe it's a building thing. I don't think it's a, you know, a generation thing. I think it's a parity thing. Once you, once you subtract Boston from the equation, the next 10 teams I could put into a hat, pull one out and say, you know what, all right, this team could probably make the final. Pull another one out and say, you know what, this team could probably make the final as well. That's the mm-hmm. thing. When you've got the next 10 teams kind of not really significantly different or significantly better than the other, you are going to have results on a nightly basis where you're just going to get a different result Every other night, you see it in all these series. I've seen it with the Dallas-Minnesota series. You see it with the L.A. Uh, Edmonton series. You've seen it um, in one of uh, the, 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 the Colorado-Seattle. You're seeing it, you know, basically all over the map. You, you might even see it tonight if, if the Islanders can go back to, uh, to Long Island and make this series, you know, a sixth game. The parity in the league is very close. So to expect one team to just significantly dominate the other is a foolhardy ask to start with, and I think the fans, when they looked at those two games, thought they were going to win the series in four games and rest for a week, and when that didn't happen, it became basically a a set of excuse-making, a woe-is-me situation, and here we are with Game 5, and it would not shock me in the least that the Rangers go ahead and win Game 5 of the Rock. Now, I can't guarantee you anything else after that, but from that standpoint, just if you look at it from that standpoint, A, it's just what it is and you play it out and try to win two or three games and move on to the next round. Hey, Carl, can I ask you a quick question? Last game, yes, the Rangers sir. were horrible off the face-off dot. The Devils won 60%. Oh. For the series, yes. do you have a number of how bad they're doing on draws? 
Oh, you know, I had it here. I can give, if you get, if you come back around, I could probably get get a few within the next like two or three minutes. I, I was just curious. I just know the last game they, the, the Rangers only won like forty nine forty. Uh, no, it was less than that. It was like thirty eight percent. The Zebras yeah, only sixty percent at the Garden, and that yeah, was something I, I, I'm I, asking that because that was something I'm sure you guys saw when Gallant was more or less ripping the team a new one last night. He said all the players did was yap about the linesmen tossing them out instead of worrying about playing the game. So I think it even ticked off Gallant how much they were focusing on getting kicked out of draws instead of just whoever was in there winning draws. And last night they were just getting demolished everywhere. Which was, so well, was you know, RP, that, that. which was odd because the in game three they won 60, nearly 60% of the draws in the Rangers' favor. So it was basically mm-hmm. a flip-flop of the two games. It was a flip-flop? You know, okay. But I can yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure so, yeah, with at, that. Yeah, I'm looking at the number right now. Game three, Rangers at 59.7, Devils at 40.3. And then on Thursday uh, in game two, uh, let's see, it was 55, uh, 56 to 44 in favor of the Devils. And then game number one, as I'm looking at it here, it was 52 to 47. So when you sort of factor all of it in, it's basically been about a 50-50 split. Right. Okay, thanks. No problem. All right, we'll go to Scott. Scott, your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, Carl said it right. It was kind of what I was trying to say. I didn't really uh, enunciate very well on my opening remarks about how, uh, you know, if you told me at the beginning it would be 2-2, I'd be okay with that. Uh, Just I guess the optimism here is that um, we can point to several things that, in the last two games where you say one, they did this little thing differently, this better, this went our way, whatnot, we'd be up 3-1 or or won both games. We could say that about game three with the power plays, specifically the one with six minutes left in the tie game. Uh, We could say that, um, you know, about uh, that that Hughes goal was kind of a a fluke play in which, uh, I think it was Carl who said we were, looked like we were just about to score, got a full great start, et cetera. Um, And, you know, ended up losing only two to one. Well, you know, empty net or whatnot. Um, the Devils can't say that about the first two. And I think we got lured into a false sense of security about those first two. And I guess uh, in hearing everyone else go around, I guess you guys were a little more realistic after those first two than I was because I was thinking sweep five games at best. I was thinking at least, you know, a split at the Garden, um, maybe close this thing out uh, because we were – I was lured into a false sense of security about who the Devils were. And, you know, they did have 100 and what was 112, I think, points or, or whatnot. Uh, you know, there's a reason for that. Uh, we keep hearing the terms, you know, not built for the playoffs, whatnot. Not, but you know what? They're learning pretty quick. Remember, we learned pretty quick last year. Uh, the Devils, yeah, they. Uh, I think the difference is the Rangers in that first game against uh, Pittsburgh. You know, went triple overtime. weren't exactly outmatched with the with the experience, and the Devils clearly were. But the Devils are learning really quickly, um, and 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 correcting their mistakes and whatnot. And I can't honestly say I expected Gerard Gallant to ever get outcoached by Lindy Ruff, but it uh, uh, looks like it was happening now. So, like I said, the, the good news is we could point to one thing in each game that goes, you know, our way. Uh, so, I, you know, I think this is our series uh, to win. That's the one thing I'm confident about. Uh, you know, the Devils have certainly corrected their course, but I still think this is our game, uh, our series to win because those two games could have gone our way very, very easily, and the Devils can't say that about the first two. There's really nothing you could pinpoint in one or two. Uh, they were, you know, both blowouts. So that fills me with a little bit of confidence, but, you know, it's all for naught if we don't, uh, you know, and I know we could still theoretically lose one more game, but they definitely they need to win game five. They need to stop the bleeding now. 
And, um, you know, we'll probably go seven. But, um, you know, they need to make a statement. Obviously, you know, it was good to see Gallant pissed off. I'm sure Truba had some uh, choice words in the locker room as well. And I think they'll, uh, you know, I'm nervously uh, optimistic going into game five. But I have been brought down to earth with that reality check, as has the team. So, uh, but, yeah, power play first and foremost. That power play, yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess it was a good point that, uh, you know, they do come in bunches. Everything comes in bunches in sports, it seems. But, uh, you know, they're out of time with, uh, with wasting these chances now. All right, cool, man. Uh, Lou, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, or RP, you have any questions for Scott or Lou um, in this conversation? I mean, absolutely, because um, I knew right then and there that wasn't going to be a sweep. I mean, it, I knew even with uh, the Rangers up 2 nothing, the Devils were going to find a way back. And the Rangers, you know, they, their offense just was like, you know, just lazy last night. Just fell asleep. I even Galan said that. And it was. I mean, they didn't do anything uh, going for them um, until the uh, third period when they did score that goal. But other than that, they just fell flat. And the same thing happened in game three. The Devils, you know, had the firepower and this new goaltender, uh, you know, just surprised everybody. And I was a little bit skeptic about that because, you know, you never know what a new goaltender. He's never played in a situation like this before, so you might have thought, oh, we got this game made. But we'll really know, with, of course, with Jack Hughes, uh, you know, who's become like the star of this team, uh, you know, they they, they pulled the front and they won that. But I'm not surprised about this series at all because it was going to be a dragged-out fight anyway. And, you know, a lot of people were thinking, well, you know, uh, like a – four or five games now. These two bitter rivals, you know, like I said, they know each other and they know what they know what they're up against. So how can it not be a seven game series? But I do think the Rangers, um, you know, they get their offense in gear and that they have they have really beat the Devils. Remember, the Devils did win the division, yes, but it was only by three points. So these two teams are fairly even all year. So it's no surprise to me how the series is going. The only thing that, you know, that was that didn't go right was it was in reverse. I thought maybe the Rangers went home and the Devils went on their home ice, but that's been in reverse. So that's the other thing that um, surprised me. Other than that, this series is going exactly as I thought. And I think this is the best, you know, uh, rivalry in the playoff series that we have this year. Others, nah, you can't even come close to that because uh, Boston, I think, is going to win. Carolina is going to win their series. Unless the Islanders uh, have some uh, magic up to them, but Rangers, Devils, this is definitely the series to pay attention to, and I got my eye on this right till the end. All right, cool. RP, anything you'd like to add before I speak, or any questions you have for the guys? Or No, everyone's been, you know, saying the same thing. I guess that, you know, most fans are feeling it's not over. It's, it was supposed to be a, a tight series. Yeah, we all sort of jumped the gun when we took two so convincingly. Uh, one thing I want to ask you guys: the Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers really suck when they play a rookie goaltender. I, I, mm-hmm. I know over the last couple of years they've lost more than they've won, but you know that's the first game. Don't you think in Game Four that novelty kind of wore off? And I just don't know why they're just not. Looks like they're just not getting high quality shots, like. Even Joe Micheletti said it. He hasn't made a big save, Schmidt. You know, he's made saves, but he hasn't had to make that wow-stopping save in, in either of his games. And I don't know if that's because of a lack of traffic in front of the net. 
uh, poor shot selection. Recall we're seeing a lot of the shots are coming from perimeter and they're not driving into the net. Um, Panarin seems to be lost in his head a little bit again, a.k.a. last season. Uh, do you guys think it's something, it, is it just the mentality that the new goalie or, I mean, when I played hockey, yeah. if there was a new goalie, what you want to do is shoot from everywhere. Shoot let, from let, me, let me get in on that. Yeah, game Go. three was more about the shots, and Rangers had their opportunities. Um, game four, like Carl said, when you really look at it, it was really both teams defensively where they limited their playmaking guys to get into the middle of the ice and create space, except for Jack Hughes. He's the only guy I've seen in both games three and four who can skate freely and be elusive. And, you know, we that's no surprise to us. We've been saying that, and that's what he was going to do. And you're, start, you're seeing it more and more uh, you know, as we watch the series. You don't see it out of the Patrick Canes. You don't see it out of Panarin. Matter of fact, speaking of Panarin, they're doing a good job making sure there's two guys on him every time he crosses the blue line on those boards. There's always two guys out there. So, when the Ranger fans are saying Gallant needs to make an adjustment, and I think that's one of the apparent adjustments. I mean, as you already know, RP, get, Panarin and Zabinijad are getting killed on Rangers Twitter all weekend um, just uh-huh. because who they are, how much they're getting paid. They're watching Jack Hughes getting his goals uh, over a goal a game of rate where our star players kind of fizzled out since the two games in Jersey. Um it, but it, I'm, I'm with what Carl said. Game four in particular, it, it was both teams had terrible shot attempts or shot uh, high uh, high chance shots. There was just a terrible rate. They just took advantage of a, a play where we got deep and a turnover turned into a breakaway goal. And there's really nothing you can do right. about that particular. And like you said earlier, RP, Shesterkin giving up a lose goal. But outside of that, it's really been an even pretty, – pretty much an even – uh, a matchup, but the thing is, you have to execute for 60 minutes against this team because I think the Devils are like the second best road team in the NHL this season. So they played better away from home anyway. They embraced playing on the road. I, I remember even in the regular season watching them going to, you know, some games like, oh man, the Devils aren't going to win that game. And they ended up beating whoever it was out in the West. It could have been. Uh, Colorado at one point, you know, just say, oh man, you know, these, these guys could play, man. Um, I think it's the it's the same issue with the blue shirts. If the power play is clicking, you're going to see the game results in one and two. But if the power play is not on, we're going to struggle on five on five because they have the defensive guys. You've seen a lot of uh, Timo Meyer picking it up defensively, even though he's a more of an offensive-minded guy. Andre Pilat, who's been a Stanley you know a Stanley Cup champion with the Lightning. Brat has played well. I mean, their guys have defensively. Mercer has played well with the four check. These guys have done uh-huh. the job, man. Um, uh, and the Rangers um, haven't really been terrible with puck possession. I don't think their speed getting up ice can mess with the Devils. The way that the way have the way they got to beat the Devils is kind of like almost put a, uh, an avalanche of goals like they did in games one and two. Um, and Shesterkin has to be on the money, like really, really on the money. Um, but I think this thing, I, I don't think I did a prediction. It, I think the Rangers are going to have to win on the road in game seven, and they can do it. I just don't think it's one of those, like, like this, you know, it, I think it's what a lot what Carl said about parity. I mean, these teams don't care where they play, man. 
Those days about home ice and all that, those days are over, man. The Rangers have won game sevens on the road before in recent history. They've lost game sevens at home. You think teams all – the whole playoffs is just teams just winning on the road every night. I'm like, even even the, the, the best hockey team – in world history, in the regular season, the Boston Bruins lost at home. You know, everybody thought sweet. Well, I didn't think sweet. I said yeah. Bruins in five. But the point is, teams well, are going on the road in So, so that those are my thoughts, RP. If you want to go to Carl or anything else you'd like to add, uh, what are your thoughts on Panarin and Zabinijad in particular, RP? No, I, I agree with what you said. That you know, it it's funny as the regular season was ending. I know a lot of us here were saying, you know, we're probably a better fit to play Carolina than we are to mm-hmm. play the Devils, oh, yeah. at least in the first round. I mean, we've all said that, though. You know, that's why you have to – and Carl knows this. That's why you have to watch Rangers Twitter because, you know, they lost that second game and, and the world was ending. This guy sucks. That guy sucks. This guy needs to do something. Gallant's being totally outcoached, this and that. When you look at it five on five, no one's being outcoached. They are just playing a little bit better than the Rangers are. Their top guy is getting open and scoring a little bit more than, than our top guys are. I mean, Crichton's been scoring. Granted, most of them on the power play goals, but I don't care. He's, he's doing his job. He's, he's scoring. We need to get back to that balance. We need to get back to that, you know, Zimbanejad playing his game. And I, I think I would really like to see Tarasenko getting a little bit more ice time because he always seems he seems so relaxed on the ice. Like, Panarin still seems to me a little jumpy. You know, Trocek is is playing well, nothing great. But in my opinion, when a guy like Tarasenko has the puck, he's so relaxed, whether it's playoffs or regular season. And that confidence that he has when he has it, and he loves, he loves to shoot the puck. And I I think more the team needs to go back to doing that. This is going to, this game, this series, I, the Rangers have to find a way to win these games five on five. I got, I got, I got a point. Play is failing, you know. I got a point to add to that. Play isn't doing well, but because can I add this quick point? You, you need. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I have this. I want to stick to that five on five point because remember the question I asked you right, or asked all you guys right before the series. There's going to be a point in this series where Galan's going to have to make a decision. Are you going to go with the guys? who pretty much are your catalyst, Kako, Hedo, Lafayette. Are you going to go with – because that line, that line as a whole can skate with any line with the Devils, and that's been pretty much apparent this series. But when the other lines step on, the veterans, your Tereschenkos, or more so your uh, Panarins and your Criders. I know Crider has, has been monstrous on the uh, power play, but I'm talking about on a 5-5 five, 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 five even. Is Galat going to have the cojones – to stick with the young guns to, you know, to keep the tempo. See, that's and, and I think that's kind of where where Gallant's going to have to make a decision. What are your thoughts on that, RP? Up the linesman. Well, if you if if you go by Gallant's comments today in the press conference, he's not making any changes. Now, whether Uh-oh. he well, they're, wants they're to give whether he wants to give the kids line more ice time, I guess that's going to happen based on what's going on through the game. But he gave every indication that that he wasn't going to be really mixing things up. He wasn't even going to change the power play, which started a whole other uproar on Twitter of, like, how can you play the past two games and have the same result and not make a change? That's why people are saying Lindy Ruff is out coaching Gallant. 
because Ruff has made several changes in his lineup from game one to game four. Mm-hmm. He's moved Brendan Smith in and out. He's changed the goaltender. He's moved guys around. He's trying to adjust on the fly, which in the playoffs you need to do, and it's a knock against Gallant because he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, and I understand totally agree. He's trying to stay. He's trying to stay loyal to his to the line that you know got the lines that got us here the last two two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks. But at some point, you, you got to mix something up because it's just just to keep doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result isn't going to get you a win in the series. So I, I agree, you know, with Sam right. saying how he's getting outcoached. Uh, you know, we said this earlier, you've got to put the guys out there that are going to be the most productive any line combination that it is. You've got to break up the kids line, not that you want to. Maybe you move Tarasenko around, uh, whatever needs to be done. I know he was twisting or changing some of the lines. I think it was in the third period of the last game. But, you know, nothing dramatic, a player here, a player there. And he still wasn't getting any results. So, at the end of the day, when he's behind that bench, like after the first period Thursday night, if we're not scoring and he doesn't stop making moves, the Devils are just going to keep doing what they're doing. So, uh, you know, I don't I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to try to change it up and just get some momentum going, get, get some of the guys firing the puck again. But he does need to adjust on a fly like any other team does. I mean, yeah, I, agree Carl, actually. I mean, I agree with the coach, actually, on this particular situation. Because, if I have this correct, didn't Ruff bench Siegenthaler before game two? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I believe scratch. he I, did. Yeah, huh? for, for unknown reasons, the, the doubles coach was making a bunch of moves before the second game, and all of them basically backfired. I mean, he made a couple in of changes before game. game three. It, yeah. Right. He, it, you know, uh, yeah, he, but, he but brings in the other goalie for for game three. You know, they win the game, and all of a sudden he's a genius. I mean, I, I that's just, always the case, right? Put it this way, guys. That's put, always the case. Say it again. You, you make that one. Yeah. You make that one change, and you look like God. You know, that's that's how it is. But when you don't make the change, call, then you get the grief that Gallant's going through <laughs> now. So, you know, there's no, I understand there's no happy medium. I just think from a fan, yeah. from, from us group on this podcast that watches just about every game and is very involved in it, we all know that sometimes any change, subtle or not, to get the ball rolling and get that momentum swing going and get that, that five on five and that speed again, then you, you have to do it. You know, if you wait too long, then, then it's over. So he has to decide well, at what point he's going to do something. And it doesn't need to be drastic. And, you know, he may not even have to do something. Like, like Steve said, they may go into the rock on Thursday night flying and everything's back to normal. But he's the one that has to judge that, you know, in game, so not, one, not after the game. So one thing that came about, and it was talked about during the, during the off day here, is that a number of the players have sort of, they, they talked about it before game three about avoiding the idea of, you know, playing to the crowd, right? And then when they lost, they said, well, we're not, we're, 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 we can't, you know, we're trying to avoid it, but sometimes we can't help it. And then I heard the same thing again after they lost last time, that they're trying to, you know, overthink, overpass, and it's leading to some, some sort of bad decisions again. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, the coach can't, there's nothing that the coach can really do about that. That's on, that's on those guys. You know, the best players have to be the best players. At some point, you know, 
you know, I think a number. I think it's. I have to check my. I have to check numbers. How many times Panarin has missed the net on a number of his shots? Like, like, am 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 I going to ask him? Hey, Artemi, can you please hit the net? Clearly, he's trying to do that. So, like, there's there's some there's some of these things that are going on that it's really just a matter of just a, a player issue. Just you know, whether or not they're you know getting to the net, whether or not shots are just getting on net. The pressure thing, though, to what you guys are talking about, I think a lot of it is the devil's speed creating the pressure yes. and causing some of this. You know, mm-hmm. that I – from in about the – right around the second period of the third game, I started noticing, I said, wait a second, you know, the Rangers are not getting free ice to be able to, you know, move up the zone and then be able to cycle, set up offense. That was, that's been sort of taken away. And once that – and as long as they weren't drawing – you know, they were sort of being bailed out by the fact that they were able to draw some penalties, and then that opened up the ice. But at even strength, when that was happening, I was like, ooh, okay, I'm noticing this. And it's sort of second period, then the third period, then a little bit into overtime, then we saw it again in game four. The devil's speed is causing an issue – with this particular Rangers team that is not as quick as the youthful Devils are. And that part, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to work around that. And short of the Devils drawing, you know, committing more penalties like they were doing in games one and two, I'm not sure that can solve itself. So the Rangers are still going to have an issue as long as the Devils are continuing to put pressure on them. And then the other thing that I just I, – I, I was actually sort of stunned when this happened – you know, when the Devils and the Rangers played the last regular season game and they took, I think it was a 2-1 to one lead, they basically, you know, basically clogged up the entire ice or the middle of the and, – and basically forced the Rangers to not really play offense the last, like, 10 minutes of the game. The same thing kind of happened right. yesterday. And, I, you know, usually when you're in your scouting reports, when, you know, you're, you're scouting for all situations. And I was a little stunned that, you know, when the Devils decided to employ that same strategy again – that the Rangers did not have an answer for it. I don't know if they had scouted to have an answer for it in the pre in the pre series you know meetings to say, hey, if this happens, we are going we have to do this, or if there was stubbornness on the part of the players to knowing what was going to happen, to then not adjust and be able to do what was necessary to create the opportunities for themselves yeah. to be able to tie that game late. One of the two had to have happened. I don't know the answer to that. I'd, I'd love to have you guys sort of chime in on that because that was something. Once the Devils implemented that strategy, uh, once they went up two to one, I was just like, okay, ooh, are we doing this again? Like, it, it, that was that just kind of that kind of stuck out to me. All right, cool, Scott. You got any thoughts or? Yeah, you know, anybody else notice uh, once the Devils got the lead? Uh, in that third period, they look like the 95 Devils. I mean, <laughs> we just could not do yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was so frustrating. That and whole Demico, game. Scott you know, not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, not so much game three. Game three, I was at. It was not, it wasn't as that frustrating of a game. It was just waiting, you know, to do something, do something. But this was just so frustrating. That third period, they could not do anything. And the spark wasn't there. That was blatantly obvious. They didn't have that drive to get it. Um, but the Devils just did not give them anything. And, and I'm thinking, I'm like, what year is this? Um, 
But um, I had another thought and I lost it. I had something. I totally forgot. I guess I will pass off my time, and if I think of it, I'll chime in. Oh, wait, you know, I know what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I want to say I agree with both of you. Uh, RP, you were in favor of uh, of changes, and uh, Carl, you were in favor of keeping it the same. I, I kind of take a little from column A, a little from column B. I mean, on one hand, you know, conventional wisdom says, yeah, we got to change something up. It's not working. But I mean, I mean, the, the Devils were in desperation mode, and they made their adjustments. I mean, I'm fine with 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 shuffling the top six around as much as you want, but you have to keep that kid line intact. Uh, I mean, every time they, they're the only ones that's just making something happen. Sure, they're not putting up the numbers, but it's it's visible. The energy. I mean, it's that line when they're together. It, it's like three Zuccarellos. It's well, unbelievable the energy that they have. Well, Scott. Um, yeah, Scott. My, Scott. My question to you. My whole thing is give that line more, maybe a, a second line more minutes. You, if you know what I'm saying, that means you're going to have to demote the second line because, like, you're, we're saying the same thing. They're skating their asses off. They've, they've been skating well for most of their shifts, those games three and four. What are your thoughts? Oh, you know what? I'm absolutely fine with that. Remember, right after the Tarasenko trade, um, they had put Kreider, and I forgot who, who his linemates were at the time, but they had put that line. It was Kreider, Trocek, and I forget who else. They had put them on the third line and moved the kid line up to the second. I was so happy about that. I said, these guys yep. – Oh, I, I said, these guys have earned that ice time. Uh, at the time, Kreider was, uh, you know, trailing off a little bit. Um, I'm not turning this into a Kreider bash. Just, to, just uh, he's the, literally the only one who is immune from bashing right now. Um, but, um, you know, at the time, you know, that, that they had well-deserved that, and I, and I thought that was, that was a great thing to do. So here, um, yeah, absolutely, it, it's, they, they've earned it. They, uh, again, they, they've earned it with that energy, and energy is what they're going to need. They're going to have to set the tone in, in Game 5 because the Devils are pumped. They will feed off of their crowd, um, and, you know, we need to end that real quick. And, um, you know, they, they've got all the momentum and all the energy. And, and, and that giddiness and, and youth and, and inexperience is now going to, to work in their favor. Maybe they'll revert back, you know, to, uh, to, to it costing them in, in game one. Uh, that would be a wishful thinking. But, you know, they're, they're going to have the, the, the pep in their step and the Rangers have to match it. And um, uh, so, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Give that, you know, that, that, that boost the energy line of the second line. Uh, and hopefully whoever plays now below them on the third line, because that's, you know, whoever it's going to be, however you want to shake up the other six, that's three huge guns that are going to be on the third line. And, you know, they should use that demotion as a, as a wake-up call. Um, you know, the Devils change goalies. We, you know, we've talked in, you know, talking 101, when you, when you pull the goalie, it's not necessarily because the goalie's been terrible. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's punishment for your team. It's saying, you know, Hey, you guys got your goalie pulled. That's how terrible you've been. And, and it's supposed to be a wake-up call in that aspect. Um, and you, you know, something similar here, you're, you're going to have three high paid top guns on the third line. And hopefully that's uh, that's, that lights a fire under them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in all favor right. of giving that kid line more time and, and shuffling anybody else to top six, shuffling them around however you want. I think they're pretty much interchangeable. Okay, okay. Um, RP, anything else left. Okay, go ahead, Carl. Oh, no, I was just going to follow up on Scott's point there. Kako's actually averaging two minutes less 
um, ice time in this series compared to the regular season. Okay, okay. Uh, Ranger Proud, anything else you'd like to add before we go to Lou? And I know you have to get going. And if not, we go around for final thoughts around the rest of the uh, playoff series. But RP, anything else you'd like to add? Or no, I tell you, everything everyone's saying is is dead on, and we're actually saying it in a calm voice, which is so unlike what I've been reading on Twitter all day. So I, I kind of appreciate that because I've got to tell you guys, some of these people are just well, they just out of their minds. The Rangers are on a barrel. Listen to this one. I'm either going to say who wrote it. Last night, the Rangers looked like a beer hockey league team. Hands down, the worst playoff performance I have ever watched. You must not be watching a lot of Ranger hockey. Absolutely no heart or determination to win the game. What an embarrassment to themselves and the organization. This is this is what makes Twitter so frustrating. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it it. it it, it, it really think about it. It really is. Yeah, it sucks that we lost two in a row at home. It's horrible. Uh, like Sky says, I don't like to lose any games. Never mind two in a row at home. But they're playing a good hockey team. It's like the Devils are a friggin', you know, an AHL team. It, it's it's ridiculous. Guys, I, you know, I have a little. Sometimes arrange it. Go ahead. I was going to go. You know, finish your thought. I have a question for you and all you guys, real quick, on that on on, I, on, I, on the coaching. It's it, sometimes people just don't realize that. All these playoff teams are good hockey teams. I mean, look what the Kraken are doing to Colorado right now. You know, they're giving them fits over there. So I, I just don't, I just don't understand it. I, I really don't. Quick, quick question for you, um, Lenny Ruff. You know, he he was coaching those Buffalo teams in the mid two thousands. Uh, they had very good teams, and Chris Drury was on that team. He had a hell of a season. So what do you think in the conversation is like RP with, you know, Drury in the front office with the Rangers? He knows Lindy Ruff. Everybody knows Lindy Ruff. He's a former assistant coach with us. Like, he's been in wars with them, especially playoff time as a head coach. What do you think he's trying to pick his mind as far as what he's going to do next if he was to pass that on to the, the well, coaching staff for the Rangers? I, you know, I, I just, you know, Lindy Ruff coached the Sabres for years. He he was an excellent coach. Yeah. He got a bad rep, and he was with the Rangers, and then he went cross town, so he really got a bad rep because he went to throughout rivals and all of that. But Lindy, he's a, he's a good coach. You know, he's a coach that his contract expires at the end of this year. Now, is he playing for some? He, he had one of the best seasons in, in the history of the Devils. He's doing his job. In, in the playoffs, I think he just got – the Rangers have to, to an extent, appreciate that – all the moves that he made at one point or another have gotten him back to 2-2. So you have to be worried about what he's thinking and, and what he's coming out with, you know, the goaltending move and, and all of that. So I, I don't think they're really, like, saying, well, what's Ruff going to do next? I think they should be saying, what are we going to do to get better next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any, you have any final thoughts or you got more time, RP? Or you want to – you gotta go. No, I just throw a quick final thought because I gotta go jump onto another herf. Um, you know, next game in a two-two game is always the deciding maker. It puts you know whoever loses, you're facing elimination, obviously. So I just the Rangers need to just go back to what they were doing. Doesn't matter who's in net first off. Go back, play your hockey game, get your shit together, and do what you did to win the first two games, and just don't overthink it. Get some more shots, like we were saying. Panarin's got to hit the net. They need to get the advantage out a little bit more involved other than on the power play and, and just play your game, and I think they'll be fine. They haven't played as bad as as Rangers Twitter thinks they've played in, in all four games. You know, it's been an even see, uh, series. It's an even series now, 
you know, we were one overtime, one goal away from being up 3-0 at the time. So uh, you can't say they're playing horrendous. Just they didn't play consistent. I think the power play had a lot to do with that because how much it dominated games one and two and it failed us in games three and four. But they just need to get better five-on-five. They just need to find more offense five-on-five and they'll be fine. So uh, enjoy the games Thursday night, another Saturday night game at MSG at 8 o'clock. And I'll uh, catch up with you guys on Tuesday. Hopefully, we're talking about going on to the next round. All right. Shout-out to RP. Thank you very much, sir. Ring Podcast with Ranger Pro. Uh, Carl, let's get some final thoughts from you as well. And then um, also, uh, anything you want to say from around the uh, rest of the league, any other series. And then we'll get Scott and Lou's thoughts, and we'll wrap up. Yes, absolutely. Actually, can I do a proposal? Uh, can if, if there's a Game 7 on Monday night, can we uh... – Move the show from Tuesday to Monday? Is that possible? Yeah, 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 absolutely, without a doubt. We could do that. Okay, just absolutely. just 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 wanted to check in. Just wanted to check in on that because I think we may have. A sh- I, I believe we will have a show on Monday night. Uh, the way that, yeah. the way this is trending, so just wanted to just sort of uh, put that out there. But you know, around the league, and and I'll close with something else that has just gotten sort of got me chapped. But last night's uh, Toronto. Tampa Bay. If you've watched the last two games of that series, I've had obviously they've been on at the same time as the, as the Ranger game, so it's been hard to be able to just kind of get. I keep it on a separate screen, and as as, as I was watching, you know, the game last night play out, and watching, you know, from when they were down four to one, and to see them come back and, and get the overtime winner was was tremendous. I'm like for them, you know, uh, they had to if they're going to go through this adversity that they've been going through these last. 10 years or so, like, this is going to have to be the way it, get, it gets done. And I, I, I think they will finally close it out Thursday night uh, in Toronto. I, I know there's all the history, but I think Thursday is finally the time. The time. Tampa Bay, you know, when you're – Musa McDonough, Chernak is out. You know, Vasilevsky has just not been as good, uh, unfortunately. And I think a lot of things – Toronto, I think this is the time for them to, to make, make their move. Um, one other – thing you know Boston I was very uh, I thought they were going to be on upsurge like going down to Florida because of the injuries that they had but it looks like Bergeron's going to come back they got the two wins uh in Florida and I think they're going to close it out tomorrow night but did you guys watch the Edmonton LA game uh when they were down three nothing and rallied uh that yep. game was probably the postseason thus far you know I they they pull the goalie they bring in uh Campbell to start the second period and they get the three goals back they get down four to three. They get, they get the tying goal, and then they win it. Uh, Hyman in overtime. Now that series goes to game five tonight. So we've got a lot of a lot of things going on. I think we're probably going to get. I think we're going to get conservatively. I think four game sevens in this first round. I think the Edmonton LA series is going seven. I think the uh, Kraken um, Avalanche series is going to go seven. I do think, even though Dallas is winning right now, I do think that's going to go seven games. I, obviously, our series I think is going to go seven, and then that sort of leaves one. Oh wow, three not three to one now uh, for the Islanders, and that one I'm one. I, you know what? I got a sneaky feeling about that one. Like the Islanders are not playing as bad as the as the results, and that sort of leads to this point to close it out here. I am tired of fans complaining about officiating. I'm sorry, like. Get over, okay? <laughs> you just pissed off Scott. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, that's it? I'm going to go more. Is he there? Uh, Carl? Scott? Oh, I'm here. Oh, oh yeah. You Carl, know, if you're uh, here, I don't know. 
Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. I don't know if Carl was done or not. Go ahead, Scott. Final thoughts. On the <laughs> well, re- regarding the officiating, I mean, they they do have a legitimate case uh, for game uh, for game. Which one was it? Um, with, with the uh, the OT goal that uh, the you know the, the blatant high stick that led to a turnover that led to the OT goal. I don't remember if that was game one or two. Um, they 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 kind of have a legit case there. I mean, don't forget we're still. I, I, me personally, I'm still not over the uh, the goalie interference on Lundqvist uh, up four to two in the third of the 2014 Finals game four. So. Um, you know, they do have a legitimate case. They shouldn't really be down 3-1. I mean, they literally – I hate when refs uh, – you know, I, I'm, I try not to be a complaint about officiating, you know, kind of person because, you know, bad calls do happen. They happen they, – they don't happen – they don't favor, you know, one team or the other. I'm, everybody gets terrible calls. I know the, the term screw the Rangers button, I hate that. Um, but I think the Islanders do uh, – Islander fans do have a legit case. That being said, it's kind of funny because it's the Islanders. But, um, it, 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 yeah, they're not really – that series seems like it should be 2-2. Not, not because of that, just because of, of the, the two teams have been somewhat evenly matched in that series. And uh, I know that Carolina kind of blew it out last game. But right now the Islanders are actually up 2-1. to one. So – Carolina is not as strong. I was actually uh, discussing it with, with my uh, my Hurricanes friend down in Raleigh today. As a matter of fact, he he is not confident at all about uh, about their chances. You know, division winner or not. Um, you know, they've been without Pacioretty for so long. Uh, the Svechnikov thing. As soon as Svechnikov uh, went down, he pretty much lost all hope uh, in that team being a Cup contender. Um, you know. Had, had we had this call when it was still two nothing Rangers, we could start. Uh, you know, we could have uh, discussed then uh, how we're actually not as, as intimidated by the Hurricanes this year as as next year. But uh, now, first things first, we can hopefully, hopefully, uh, we can address that next uh, on the next call. But. Um, yeah, and as for Toronto, I mean, it, it had to happen. You know, they couldn't lose in the first round forever. Um, I think they do close that one out. They're they're too uh, they're too focused right now. To me, right now, they seem kind of like um, kind of like uh, the Caps in the uh, in the 2018 Finals when they were up three to one, and you know they had that long glorious history of blowing three one leads, but something felt different about that one. You know, Ovechkin, you could just see in Ovechkin's eyes like they were not going to blow that particular series and he was going to finally get that cup and I think you can uh you, you could say the same about Toronto at least that's the vibes I'm getting from them they're uh you know whether or not they can go any further that remains to be seen but the for the first time since 2004 uh since the first time since Brian Leach's Toronto Maple Leafs I think it's a safe bet that they are going to move on to the next round all right, cool. Shout outs to uh, shout outs to Scott. Let's get Lou's thoughts and then call back on and we'll wrap up. Hey, Lou, final thoughts uh, from you, man. Uh, Rangers and rest around the NHL. Well, I'll say one thing. I mean, you had to get the cracking credit. I mean, nobody thought, you know, in their, just their second year that they're going to be this good, especially after well the first year jitters that they had. I mean, that, I mean, they are doing something. You know, I didn't think it was possible, but they are really showing that you know they may only be a second-year team, but they are playing like they've been around, you know, a long time, and they're having great success in the playoffs, uh, a great success in the regular season. So, you know, they might play spoiler on uh, the playoffs here. Of course, I think my work, right. but from what I've seen from the this year, wow. And the Bruins, well, the Bruins are the Bruins, and, you know, look to be the favorite. I got some friends in the Boston area. You know, of course, it would be 
a tragic epic proportion if they actually blow the series. Because I thought actually when Bergeron went down, like, okay, that's it, done. But um, they're proving on that even though even your best player is injured, you still come through in the clutch. What a shame. Yeah, yeah definitely, right, definitely. Shout out to Lou, yeah. man. Thank you very much. Uh, By the Carl, way, guys, one, 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 just play through. Yeah, that's a big It'll game. I'll be honest with you guys. I like the West series better than the East. Uh, our games, games three and four, were kind of a uh, you know a dull because it's you know the execution was poor. Like you said, the Edmonton, L.A., Minnesota, Dallas. I mean, oh shit, all of them really. It's maybe the Golden Knights kind of rebounded after that thud game one. Uh, they they kind of handled Winnipeg in game four. Um, yeah, the East is kind of – they're kind of all going the way I expected. But that, I think the, the little bit of a difference was what Toronto did in the third period of, of the last game, especially with Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews. They really turned it up. That They, they like like you said, Scott, they had to get all the arms like, – like Glenn said, it's an arms race. They really you – know, get uh, 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 Ryan O'Reilly from the Blues, by the way, from the from the Sabers before that. You know, we won the Stanley Cup with the Blues, but yeah, they 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 look good, man. And, and that series still not over yet, but they're they're looking good though. Uh, Lou, real quick, you said you wanted to say something because we're about to wrap up, wrap up. Okay, uh, I just want to you, I have a uh, show on the air on Saturdays from four to six called the Enhanced Sports Show. And if you got time to call in, please do. The number is. Five one two five four three four six six two, and we handle almost everything in the world of sports. So we'll cover the draft, we'll cover the NHL, the playoffs, everything. Uh, so if you got time to inform us, give the show a call. I love to hear from you. I take calls from everybody. All right, cool man, thank you. So shout outs to RP, Lou, Scott, Carl, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, about to get off and run these games. Congrats, ladies and gentlemen. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.